How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the Keep It Kayfabe podcast. I'm here alone today. This is the seventh show. We have some wrestling news. We have a little bit of MMA news, not too much. There was only one one big fight card this weekend with only two fights on it. So we'll talk about what happened there, and then we have some Arthur Jones news about his PED failure, which we'll talk about towards the end of the show. WWE has a new championship for Raw. They're going to call it the Universal Championship. They had a tournament last night to determine who was going to face Seth Rollins at SummerSlam on August 21st for the new title, which again is called the Universal Championship. They've been really pushing that WWE Universe theme in the past five or six years, so now they actually have their own champion, and he's going to be on Raw. Um, Seth Rollins was picked for the match because he was the number one draft pick in the I guess the thought is there that he's number one, so he was going to be gifted the title, but now they had a tournament to determine who was going to face him. Uh, They had two fatal four-way matches, which saw Finn Balor win the first one and Roman Reigns win the second one. They faced off in the main event, and Finn Balor beat Roman Reigns clean. That's Roman's third straight loss since his PED failure, so it's no secret there why he's fallen down the card. Uh, Then we had Sasha Banks beat... Uh, Charlotte for the WWE Women's Championship. She's starting to get really over again with the crowd, and uh, when Bailey gets called up, they're probably going to have a title feud, and I'm really looking forward to that. Um, next here, we have some MMA news. Mark Hunt is not happy at all about the Brock Lesnar situation. He basically said, uh, fuck the UFC, fuck USADA, who runs the drug testing. These guys don't care about me. They don't care about their fighters. They knew Lesnar was a cheater before he came in. That's why he had the uh, four-month waiver. He didn't have to undergo any drug testing for the four months before he came to the UFC, where any other retired fighter coming back would have had to notify the UFC and undergo four months of testing before they could even think about signing a fight. But instead, he was uh, classified as a new signee, even though he had fought there before and actually been the world heavyweight champion and the biggest draw not too long ago so um yeah i'm uh, i'm actually with mark hunt here he said that he was gonna ask for lesnar's 100 percent of lesnar's purse or he would or he wants his release from the ufc and he would go fight somewhere else after this jeff Nowitzki, who is the head of usada um he said that he talked to mark hunt and he would keep him informed of the results management process that's where the fight can either be overturned to a a draw or a dq or a win for hunt even um probably here it's going to be a draw and with hunt's demands for the for the high purse that lesnar lesnar had he wants a match or he wants 50 percent of lesnar's purse or 100 percent of it he's not going to get that it's just too much money for the ufc to give up and uh you know, Hunt's also right. He also said, another thing he said here was, why should the UFC get this money? Why should USADA get this money? I'm the one who fought him. I'm the one who put my body on the line. I'm the one who got hurt. So I'm the one who should get paid. And I also agree with that. So what do you think about the Mark Hunt situation? Comment down below. Do you think he would have had a better shot if Lesnar wasn't on PEDs? Or do you think it doesn't make any difference at all? Let me know. Next piece of news, Holly Holm lost to Valentina Shevchenko at uh, UFC on Fox 20. Um, This is her second straight loss for the first time in her career. She lost to Misha Tate for the title, and then she lost to uh, Shevchenko this past weekend on Saturday. It was a five-round fight, and it went to decision, and she actually got outworked for four of the five rounds. So, uh, yeah, she has to go back to the drawing board. A lot of people... 
were actually saying that before her fights with Ronda Rousey, she was holding back in the octagon, and that's why she didn't look that impressive, and she was saving her stuff for the bigger title fights. But that doesn't appear to be the case, and it looks like she might be exposed as a one-dimensional fighter. If she fought Rousey again, she'd probably be heavily favored, but every other fighter that uh, that's well-rounded and knows a little bit on the ground and can uh, even kickboxers, you know, kickboxers like Valentina that could uh, nullify her, her offense because Holly Holm likes to uh, counter-strike, and if, if you're not charging in at her, she has a really tough time dealing with you. So the Ronda Rousey fight was perfect for her, but these other girls that actually have a really good game plan, she has a really tough time with. This weekend also saw Edson Barboza kick the wheels off of Gilbert Melendez. Uh, he actually like actually landed these kicks that were so hard. If you've ever seen Jose Aldo fight Uriah Faber or anyone uh, with heavy, heavy soccer-like MMA leg kicks, um, one or two shots... And uh, these guys are limping the whole, the whole rest of the fight. They can't put any weight on their legs, so their power's gone. That's exactly what happened with Gilbert. And Gilbert did land some good offense. He almost put Barboza away on a couple of occasions. But the leg kicks were too much, and once that power was gone, like I said, um, not much uh, not much Gilbert Melendez could do. It's kind of like when Nate Diaz got beat by Benson Henderson and Rafael Dos Anjos. Simply put, one-dimensional fighters do not work at the highest level in the UFC. Or if they do, they don't work for very long. So Barboza might see the next title shot. He probably won't. He's probably going to need another win, but the 155-pound division is wide open, just like pretty much every other division right now. Winding down here, Nate Diaz will be on Conan tonight, so catch that if you want to. Um, Mirko Krokop said that the USADA uh, body wanted him to snitch on other fighters because he failed a PED test and he would be suspended for two years. But USADA said if he snitched on some of his teammates that were using, they would reduce his suspension and maybe even not suspend him at all and only fine him. Um, of course, Krokop just worked out his release from the UFC and he's going to Japan to fight in the Ryzen Openweight Tournament run by the old Pride promoter that Vanderlei Silva is also uh, taking part in while he's serving his suspension in the United States. These fighters that are suspended in the United States can go to Japan and fight, but it's uh, heavily frowned upon, and very likely they won't be able to fight in the United States ever again. So if John Jones, for example, went to go fight in this open weight tournament, he might make some money, but he wouldn't make anywhere near as much as he'd make in a return fight to the UFC even in two years, so it's not really worth it to them. But to some of these older washed-up fighters that don't really have that many fights left, they have nothing to lose, and they, you know, they can make a few more dollars while they can still earn them. Kimbo Slice's son, Kevin Ferguson Jr., is set to make his Bellator fighting debut at Bellator 160. He doesn't have an opponent yet, but he's going to fight on the undercard. Now, like I've talked about many times on this show, I'm not really sure how his fighting skills compare, but he is a young guy, so we'll give him a shot and let's see what he can do. Um, then we have the Arthur Jones statement. Arthur Jones says here, and I quote, I did a piss-poor job of double-checking my supplements to make sure nothing was banned. Now, regardless of what you think of the situation, he did fail. He's going to face a four-game suspension, and it's probably not going to have any effect on the John Jones case because they're separate, separate entities that are dealing out these suspensions and things. Um, and the UFC's testing is much more strict, and they have way more harsh penalties for this type of thing. Um, but... Pretty much he admits guilt. There's nothing really that can be done. He's going to face a four-game suspension, and it's over with. There's no news on the John Jones and Brock Lesnar cases because they still have to have a hearing at the Nevada State uh, Athletic Commission's next meeting, and USADA has yet to 
uh, make any statements or dish out any punishments on behalf of the UFC. So that just about does it for this show. We have SmackDown Live that we're going to cover tonight. We're going to have a more in-depth review of Raw because we're going to cover Raw and SmackDown kind of side-by-side and compare and contrast them because this is the first week of the new era post-draft. This week we have Robbie Lawler fighting at UFC 201. He fights Tyrone Woodley in the main event for the welterweight title. That's going to be a real treat to watch, so be sure to catch that, and we're going to cover that. And have an awesome day. Thanks for listening. Give me a like, give me a share, and yeah, thanks again.